hi, this is uh, Spencer in the City, and this is a podcast run by your grandmother. Robots, I used to know the code to make you overload and cry. Someone came and turned you off, and you Welcome to a spooky episode of Spencer in the City. I'm Emily. I'm Holly. (laughs) And I'm Sam. And I just ran out of three musketeers in my candy bucket. Ooh, and I'm Kendall. (laughs) This is a spooky episode. (laughs) We're going to post this in the spookiest month of the year. Late April. (laughs) I think we're exactly six months away from Halloween. It's like Christmas in July, but Halloween in April. Exactly. So we are celebrating Halloween this week with Ice Cream on Halloween and I Spy a Mean Teacher. Another spooky episode, if you ask me. Very scary. (laughs) That's true. Truly. Psychological horror. Honestly, one of my favorites, though. But we will get to that because we are starting with Ice Cream on Halloween, the seventh episode of the first season. And we're recording in a graveyard for this episode. We're trying to outdo Carly and the gang. We promise to stay in this graveyard until midnight. Who here has gone ghost hunting? Oh, I know something no one else on this call knows about Emily. Oh, yeah. I almost, <laughs> I, You know what? I forgot. I forgot <laughs> that fact about me until you reminded me. <laughs> Emily's a ghost! Oh, it makes so much sense! Emily used to give ghost tours, people. I used to give ghost tours. I used to assist on ghost tours. I have a spooky tale. One one time I stayed at a uh, haunted hotel in San Antonio, Texas. And when I was awake, kind of during the witching hour, which is like 2 to 3 a.m., I heard some chains being moved around upstairs. And it was terrifying. That does sound very I scary. was probably Carly Shay's age at the time, too. <gasps> you have a lot to relate to with this episode. All right. So <laughs> this one opens with they get a letter addressed to occupant in apartment 13B, which I would always think like occupant means it's not a very important piece of direct mail, but I guess it's very important. So I thought we were going to find out what was in the letter. She's determined to get it back because Carly is a good citizen. And so she, uh, she does her least favorite thing and goes to talk to Lubert. 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 Yeah. And oh, before she talks to Lubert, she runs into Freddy, who's forced to wear a witch's <laughs> yeah, he and his mom costume. are fighting, and, yeah. and his, his mom has made him a witch's costume and is forcing him to wear it. It works pretty good. I think that he's probably got the best costume in the show. I think it's good. I don't... It's a good costume. Yeah. It's just... I understand Aww. why, like, a 13-year-old boy would not want to be a witch for Halloween. And he he is going to be hanging out with his crush, so he's wishing he could be wearing something that maybe shows a little more skin. Yeah. That's true. What are some possible alternative costumes for Freddy that he should have worn? Sexy warlock. A video camera. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Those are... An audio cable. A slice of cherry pie. A slice of cherry pie. That pie's got a big lens in the side. One of my most favorite parts. A green screen. <laughs> I'm not talking about that episode yet. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't wait, though. I cannot wait. Well, and then Carly's like, I gotta get my... Oh, wait, no, we gotta get through the part with Lubert first, which was pretty... Pretty funny, because then Sam gets there and says one of the better lines. Oh, she's going to insult me so many ways. And Sam's like, too easy. And I'm like, good for you, Sam. Don't take the bait, you know? You've got a craft you're working on here. Did anyone else feel the crushing despair of that pandemic vibe whenever Carly went into the apartment and said that she was home? And Spencer was like, I've always been home. I'm like, I've always been here. It was like real despair for me. I feel like I I can relate to that feeling. She said, I'm home. And he said, I never left. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's my pre-pandemic life, too. I get it. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about like on, on carving the, the pumpkin. It's been kind of a little while since I've carved it. I do remember those really, you know, the basic tools and carving things that you get. But it's a very scary pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that maybe he should keep that that drawing a little bit more hidden. <laughs> scaring him it's so cute <laughs> terrifying i know this is a spencer light episode but i do feel like there's a lot to talk about here with his little side story because we get some cute moments like that and we do get i believe this is the first time that we hear him refer to Sako. although i think this is because of production order a little a little out of order we haven't been properly introduced to Sako, but i will let you know that Sako is spencer's friend he's the guy who makes the cool sock and he's a fun little uh, recurring character, if you can call him that. But I'm a big fan of Sako. This is our first introduction. Yes. I was kind of wondering if he's going to be like the classic character who we never see his face. Because he's like, I'm sitting up the pumpkin and I get right. why he didn't go up the elevator. Yeah, it's a possibility. <laughs> we'll definitely hear more about Sako. And then I would say about the pumpkin carving, I love that Spencer, as an artist, one thing we've noticed is that a lot of these this art he's doing is kind of just for himself, which is awesome. And I love whenever people do super fancy pumpkins. And it's really cool because it's like a time whenever people who are creative and artsy, maybe not in their normal life, can really like have a cool creative project. Yeah. And so something else I noticed, thanks to our Twitter friend, More Garlic Now, that I paid special attention to because we'd never seen this show before, that Bottlebot is still in their apartment. <laughs> and yeah. so our Twitter friend, I'm going to say they're our friend. I don't know. Yeah, they are now. <laughs> Everyone but Sam. No. No, they were very nice to Sam. <laughs> they were they nice were to Sam. They did call out Sam a little bit, but in a very nice way. Sam deserved it. No, but it was a cool It was a cool thing they brought up because it's like Spencer, as an artist for his job, is also doing all this art in his personal time, which is really neat because a lot of people, myself included, do stuff for their job and then are like, uh, the worst and wouldn't want to do it in their personal time. But it's like, he's such a good artist. An enthusiastic artist. Enthusiastic. He enjoys his art so much. Yeah. Yes, he enjoys his art so much yeah. that he does it both for a job and in his personal time. And so whenever we had this question, or we were talking before about whether Bottlebot was like, you know, quote, good or bad, and we were looking at it from like, how do they pay for this apartment? How is this a job? You know, what what's the monetary value? And it's like, oh, that wasn't something that he was doing to pay for the apartment. That's just something he was doing because he's having fun. Like, that's cool. Good for him. Yeah. I will reiterate that I do think Spencer is a good artist, and you all can evolve your thoughts on that over time, but I am firm on this. He has flashed his artistic talent enough times by now that yeah. Yeah. 
The butter, the butter one. sculpture. It's a good pumpkin. It, it was a very good pumpkin, yeah. It's a very good pumpkin. This might be one of his best creations, sort of unintended. A happy accident for getting a giant pumpkin. Yes, right. And like, can you imagine being a person who's like super stoked about your pumpkin and then you get a giant <laughs> one? It's like, what an awesome canvas to work with. I love when he stabs it with that little pumpkin knife and it like crumples up. I, I don't think we talked about it last episode, but uh, last episode and this episode, we've seen confirmation that the elevator is not just inside their apartment. Yes. It's an elevator for the whole building. Elevator watch is mm-hmm. what I've been trying because to Sokka say. Because Sokko sends the, the pumpkin up the elevator from the lobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Sokko must have a key card if he can send that pumpkin up. Mm. Yeah. This is a Sako podcast now. I am still holding out on that because I have to see a visitor that is, is, is sentient for me to believe that this is a access elevator for everyone. Well, but but last episode, I don't remember what it was, but someone made a comment last episode that they were going to either enter or leave the apartment through the elevator. That Doesn't the delivery guy in the last episode came up through the elevator too? That's what it was. That's what I'm thinking. If we skip very quickly to the end of this episode, the pumpkin does go down the elevator into the lobby right. of the building. Yeah. And maybe I'm a believer. Okay. Maybe I'm a believer. So I will say that whenever I, they, at the end, whenever they take out the pumpkin, I'm like, how did Lubert not like freak out whenever that pumpkin came in? And I'm like, oh, I bet he did. I bet Sokka rolled it through the lobby and he's like, what the heck are you doing? And he's like, just sending this on up to whatever apartment number 8B or whatever. Ah, gotta send it up to 8B, my best friend in there. So whenever the kids were like, there's some guy in here, we want to harass him. He's like, yes, please. (laughs) I get the sense that Lubert will do anything (laughs) uh, as long as you're (laughs) quiet. Oh, I think he'll just do anything. I think he can just stop at anything. Well, I yeah. I would think a big thing that a a, dar- a door guard wouldn't do would be to let people in your apartment <laughs> without like a warrant or probable cause. What is Lubert's yeah. actual job <laughs> duties? <laughs> I just. I'm just imagining a child showing up to the front desk and Lubert's like, do you have a warrant? (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Well, there is one more interesting fact about Spencer in that scene that I want to discuss when he asks Carly what her Halloween plans are. And she responds with doing a special spooky episode of iCarly. And then like Carly doesn't ask Spencer like he just it's just accepted that Spencer has no Halloween plans. He's not looking for Halloween plans, but he's very happy to carve his pumpkin. I think it's very interesting that like his ideal Halloween apparently is just staying home carving his pumpkin, giving out candy. And giving out candy. So it might be just like known like, hey, you're the candy giver out or like maybe they've already discussed that. But then he didn't have the candy, so I'm thinking maybe he's just yeah. really excited about this pumpkin, which is, I think, is so cool. Yeah. He does keep saying, he's yeah. like, I gotta finish this pumpkin. You know, there's gotta be someone that answers the door. What good is finishing your pumpkin carving on November 1st? Who wants to do that? Yeah. Yeah, no one's gonna see it. Although I don't know how he planned on getting it out other than the elevator. Well, he planned on a tiny pumpkin. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he planned on being able to get it out. When he stabbed it and the knife kind of curled up, that's kind of what I was, you know, thinking when I had carved a pumpkin last, that it's kind of very thin uh, aluminum type pieces of kit, very cheaply made that you get. And I think that, that maybe to, you know, get one one sort of deeper take here on, on uh, garlic's thought on art, this gigantic pumpkin 
pumpkin. You know, anyone could carve a gigantic pumpkin, but when he pulls out the chainsaw and has the goggles and has that full excitement, I think that gets into the method um, and the uniqueness of everyone. And I think oftentimes, like, when you look at a perspective of there's nothing new under the sun, you know, uh, I could do that, they could do that, blah, blah, blah. It's really, you know, what will your verse be? What is your remix on this thing? And that's kind of the cool part about so beautiful. Art. And so I would say that I think uh, Garlic is is right to say that uh, that's a, a lazy critique, but I am going to keep critiquing the art and maybe get a little bit more thoughtful, but I'm not going to just say everything's good, but this pumpkin was pretty good. You know what I was thinking about when you said that about BottleBot and saying perhaps you could do that? And then the next question was, but would you do that? And then I thought, would Sam do that? And then I thought, remember that time Sam tried to stick some sausages on his clock and Hallie said no you can't stick sausages on our clock (laughs) and then I thought yeah Sam would do that (laughs) Sam really did try and make like a less lethal fan of hammers just sausages on the clock time kills us all so that is pretty lethal (laughs) it's even got a message so yes, that's we will continue to critique the art, but again, my I'm always gonna say I like it because I'm a fan. I don't know. I'm really getting into Spencer. Yay! I knew we were gonna like him, but like he's just so cool, and it's like he's I think he's goofy, but like I think you said it especially well whenever you were talking about you know that he wants to take care of her and stuff. It's like there's this caregiver side of him, but there's also this like he's still an adult. Like whenever I don't know the kids want candy and stuff, there's just a way that he talks where it's like he's very like i'm on a kid's show how can i say this or like was this the one where his oh no oops it's the next one just kidding (laughs) we have a lot to talk about in the next episode but this was a good one yes i do actually really like this episode could i jump in and and maybe offer another reading on that he's a really good parent yeah Uh throughout this episode they're in a abandoned apartment and he can hear their screams (laughs) (laughs) and and I know it's Halloween and it's a screaming based holiday so I will like caveat that so he's an awesome parent and that he's very freewheeling but I don't think that puts a mark in the responsible caregiver. No. He yeah, said kids and Halloween. It's fine. Well, and I thought that I could also see that he knew it was an old lady's apartment. And I was just like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, she'll probably give him cookies or something. Or I thought he set it up the whole time. Oh. I was like, oh, this is, he's doing art. It's performance art. He's the one thumping. <laughs> I don't know if we really said what happens in the main plot of a story, which is they get the letter saying the apartment has been abandoned for 15 years, so they decide to do their spooky episode of iCarly from the abandoned apartment because they think it'll be spooky. And they go up there, and they vow to stay in the apartment till midnight, and spooky things start happening. What are some things? They feel stuff on their legs, and the lights go out, out. and they find blood on the countertop. They do find blood on the counter, which there was, the bottle was so obvious. <laughs> the bottle was pretty obvious, but it was dark. It could have been a bottle of blood. Well, that's what I thought it was going to be. Still, something weird, like she was going to like taste it and be like, well, I, don't, I don't know why she would taste it since she thought it was blood. But anyway, <laughs> they find a, a disconnected landline that's attached to a clown's head. Well, yeah, and that was the 
another ridiculous part. It could have easily been the clown's head is like a mask or something, but it's like it's a decapitated it's clown's a head. It's like what? And then it's like that's it's a phone. It's like it's even weirder. Yeah. That's a, a on brand iCarly joke. Also, also there's another. Hallie laughed at this for real okay. moment, and I thought it was a really good Freddy moment. And I'm starting to like. I think I'm also starting to like all the characters more because I was like genuinely laughing more than I was before. And I think it's just like <laughs> I like the show now, oh, whereas yeah. before I was real yeah. like, what's going on? So Freddy pulls the doorknob off. Oh, we haven't even touched on how Sam Jimmy the Law. Oh, like, yeah. dang, she's the best. Sam is the best yeah. character. Yes. So then Freddy, instead of having her, like, I don't know, reverse pick a lock, is that a thing? Rips the doorknob off <laughs> trying to get out. And she's like, why'd you pull off the doorknob? And he's like, I wanted it for my knob collection. And it, it's just like, that's probably the best acting on this entire show is whenever he, he says that so, so well. I like Freddy. I like him more this time around than I did when I was in the same demographic as Freddy. Oh, Spencer's things that he gives to the uh, Halloween people. Yes. If last year, trick-or-treaters, that's their, what they're called. <laughs> the Halloween people. Halloween people. If, uh, if last week we would have served tapenade for our party. This week I would have served ice cubes, tuna fish, pork chops, and the other delights he passes out. Diet root beer, mac and cheese, <laughs> jumper cables. Jumper, ca- jumper cables! <laughs> yeah, that kid got a whole six pack of root beer. He could have really stretched yeah. that and just given everybody one. He was being very generous. It was diet root beer. The diet drinks for kids, yep. that, that was very adult. Yeah, I mean, it's realistic. That's what Spencer has in his fridge. That is a good insight into what Spencer is drinking, yeah. I had a diet root beer at dinner tonight. Yeah, see, you were celebrating. But it's also like, um, you know, the pork chops really give us an insight. Like, oh, they really cook a lot of stuff. Like, whatever. Yes. Like, they're making dinner. Like, man. They're stocked. Yeah, they have good food. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Spencer forgot to buy candy because he was so preoccupied. He didn't realize he'd have to spend so much time on the huge pumpkin that he forgot to buy candy. And the kids are not happy about no, it. No, they'll be back. And I didn't I didn't get the sense that they're gonna be back next year. One thing that I wanted to mention, it was very off, but way back when when we were watching Spencer carve the pumpkin and getting scared of the diagram before he I guess he was pre-planning to carve the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. He was talking with Carly and she was drinking. Uh, she asked if she could drink his tea, and he said it was <laughs> gasoline and she spit it out. Wait, that was another hilarious moment. He said it was gasoline after she had taken a drink and then she spits it out. Like, like she wouldn't have immediately known that something was <laughs> off with this tea. And folks, spotted in the credits. Oh. You won't forget it. Ooh. I did forget it until Ooh. I saw the next episode intro, but it was a very unforgettable moment after that. So, Kendall, I have a question. Yes. Let's say you're at a reading of a will, and okay. a friend you know has died, <gasps> and they yeah. said that you, you uh, no. Which one of us was it? Uh, I can't say. Okay. But it was one oh, of okay. you two. Um, oh. one of them. Okay. A friend of you have di- has died. Very sad, but that's not the point, because we already had the funeral, reading of the will. Okay, so the funeral happened. We're not sad anymore. Yes. No. <laughs> You've gone through the grieving process. Yeah, 
we've gone all the way through, and now we're we're at acceptance, where we accept the the gifts that we've been bequeathed mm-hmm. in the will. That's right. That's what acceptance means, right? Yes. There's a thunderstorm. The the family's there. And just like a regular like reading of the will scene, conjure that up in your mind. You are offered a hundred dollars to walk. Just you go away. Hundred dollars. That's a pretty good deal, maybe. Or you can have Spencer's jack o' lantern, but you have to spend the night in it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Um, this is Kendall's question, but this is my question. There are some flaws in this. I, I mean, you you take the money because the jack o' lantern is gonna rot. Yeah, but. To be fair, like when they did the close up on the jack o' lantern, you saw him stab the knife into it. It was very clearly made of like plaster, so it's not gonna rot. <laughs> yeah, they never. Well, I guess he did dig yeah, out. Yeah. He dug out guts though, so maybe they could have been like plastic. He dug guts. out guts. Yeah, may- he did. They, they may have just like oh. filled a fake pumpkin with guts. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that crazy to think of. It, like I don't know anything about Sako, but if this was like that big of a misdirect, I feel like Sako would commit to the ultimate prank or misdirection. Yeah. by doing something like, like that. Like, I bet he bought a big plastic pumpkin and filled it with and real... filled it with, with the guts of guts. smaller pumpkins that yeah. he also bought. Now, I think there's lots of ways to answer this question, but I will say, Kindle, in my opinion, I think you chose right. Not because the pumpkin would rot, even if it was real. I think that if you woke up the next day, you would be in heaven or wherever, because <laughs> that pumpkin would be deep within the ocean. Or run over on whatever the main street of Seattle is. Hmm. Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> hold on. So, so, so not only cursed. do I have to spend the night in Spencer's pumpkin, but it's also cursed with a horde of youths that roll me down the street into the ocean. Yes, that's what the pumpkin. The pumpkin was cursed by the kids. Yes. But okay, if it's a cursed pumpkin, then you definitely take. Should we explain what happens just at the end of Spencer's plot since we're talking that about it? That might make this a that little bit more it... clear things up. <laughs> yeah, if someone is not familiar with this episode, they're probably very confused <laughs> right now. Uh, the children come and uh, are mad at Spencer because he didn't give them any candy and instead gave them random articles that he had in his home. And so they, they go in and they storm his apartment, but they can't find Spencer because Spencer had the bright idea to crawl inside the pumpkin and hide from the children. And so he's he's hanging out there and they can't find him. They're looking all over. They're digging through the whole apartment, but suspiciously not looking inside the giant hollowed out pumpkin in the middle of the living room. But whatever, they're kids. I would say the apartment is visually overwhelming, you know, with that it is. five there pound are, gummy there's bear. There's a lot going on that even 15 children may not be able to find. 15 children may not be able to find Spencer inside the pumpkin. But, but anyway, <laughs> Spencer gets a phone call from from Carly? From Sako. From Sako. That's right, from Sako. Because, like, what's Sako up to on Halloween? Why aren't they hanging out together on Halloween is my question. That's true. Yeah. But but all the kids hear all the kids hear the phone ring and then they go attack the pumpkin and push the pumpkin into the elevator, push it out of the <laughs> elevator into the lobby. Lubert yells at them, and then they push it out the front door of the apartment into the street. You hear cars, like, honking and swerving the, oh, to avoid the pumpkin, and then it gets pushed into the ocean. They say, we're going to roll this in the ocean, and Spencer says, I can't swim. Yeah. <laughs> I was so really sad. concerned for him. And then they do roll it into the ocean. Yeah, we don't see that. It happens off screen, but it does happen. It does happen. Which leads to kind of the sobering ending when they zoom in on his face. Like, it's... It's kind of a dark ending. They find him on the beach wrapped in plastic. Spencer survived an attempted murder by 15 
children. True. I was watching this and I was honestly like, is it going to end there? But it didn't. They they show him again at the end. It didn't just end with him being pushed into the ocean. <laughs> but he's so serious at the end that it's like, it doesn't, it feels like an adult trying to make it okay for children when really he's like deeply traumatized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's yeah. like, uh, really, like he, he's, don't forget to buy candy. That's the moral. I'm going to go take he a just survived shower. a near-death experience and is trying yeah, to rationalize what happened. I'm saying. Yeah. So that's the end of the important plot. Yeah, that's the, that's uh, the main plot. Let's go to yeah, the That's side, the main the plot of the episode. Plot. There's this side stuff where Carly and Sam and Freddy are in the haunted apartment that's not really haunted. Spoiler. Yeah. Basically, yeah, they think it's haunted and then they find out it's not. Yep. That's pretty much it. All the, all the things that were happening were actually just like normal things except for the clown headphone. That's not a normal thing. (laughs) And the other best part of the episode, which is the whole time I'm going, but Lubert told them it was empty. Like, he should know what's going on in the apartment. Yes. And I thought it was going to be a big proof point of the interdimensional apartment building theory. But it turns out he comes by for some reason, just in time for them to ask him why he said that. And he says, what does he say? He's like, because I'm a jerk. jerk. Yeah. And that was great. I love that. I'm good. like, there we go. I'm really enjoying Louvert this time around, too. Like, I like him a lot uh-huh. more than I did before. I mean, he eats steak the only correct way to eat steak. <laughs> yeah, he just stabs it and chomps into it like a <laughs> caveman. It's great. It's on, like, the customer counter instead of, like, where his computer or whatever would be at a normal <laughs> eating height. Hallie and I went on a date, and it was Ooh. the first time away from our kid. What? And we went to go get steak, pick it up, and eat it in the park because we were in a pandemic. And they didn't include utensils, and I didn't have utensils in the car. <laughs> so we ate steak like Luber at the park. <laughs> well, except with that, he at least had a fork. He had a fork. <laughs> Oh, that's true. <laughs> Wait, so... It was really so cute. The two of you were eating steak <laughs> in the park with your hands? Yes. We were. Oh, my God. Wow. You know, really that's a, it's like iCarly in real life. Like the, nope, not of, at all. Like, this nope, is, not like iCarly. Just the weirdness of it. This is one of the most realistic episodes we've seen so far, because we've had a lot to relate to in this episode. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering how many splashes you would give this. Hmm. Say you're logging on to Face Splash, you just watch this live. Yeah. Well, what would you splash give it? Splash Face. It is Splash Face. Splash Face. Cut. Let me try again. <laughs> Let's say you're on Splash Face and you're rating this episode. What, what 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 might you give it? I think I gave I Neville four stars. So I think I give this one three point eight stars. Three point eight stars. I can't decide if I like wow. it as much as I Neville or not. I do like this episode. I liked it as much. I really liked it. I laughed several times. So and I thought Spencer did just A plus. Yes. A plus for Spencer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would give it a splash and I would comment Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, yes. There we go. Ooh. <laughs> A true Lubert head in the house. I would go on incognito mode and subscribe, but I wouldn't give it a splash, and here's why. I pray that it's low tide so Spencer won't drown. Oh, because yeah, oh, more splashes equals so more, more water. You wouldn't want more splashes on this, but I, I will say it's very good, so I would, I would subscribe. 
That's and I think I was already subscribed last episode, but I would do it again. Yeah. Make a new account just so you could subscribe again. Yeah. I would make a new email address and instead of the incognito thing because I'd want it to last. I would, mm-hmm. And I would keep up with that email address. But the part where Lubert gets on to Freddy about having a wart, yes. that felt very meta because it's like he's saying, Freddy, you're making fun of me, a person with a wart. Right. When Lubert, the character, in fact, is making fun of real people with Yeah. Warts. That's a so, good point. Oh. That's true. Mm-hmm. Are they trying to be self-aware, or are they just so blissfully not aware? He instantly sort of changed his like facial tone when he said his mom made the costume. So I was thinking that maybe like he has a crush on the mom, or maybe they're like dating, or maybe Lubert is even even the father. I could whoa, see this whoa. this theory going I would out. For there to be no fathers in this show, than for Lubert to be the father. We'll follow up on that one. Oh no, oh. I'm out. If he wasn't dating or if he wasn't the father, maybe he just realized, hmm, maybe she likes warts and we, we need oh. to follow this. Mm. We will follow up on that and we will follow up on Luber's relationship to his wart because I noticed he said, you think I like having this thing on my face in this one? But in a future episode, he's like very attached to it. Okay, it's time. I'm... Told you I was very excited <laughs> about this episode, and I want to talk about I Spy a Mean Teacher. Let's do it. I don't even remember how it starts. How does it start? Mrs. Briggs is being very mean, and they go out of their way to show oh, how yeah. mean she is, kind of like they did with Lubert in the Messing with Lubert segment. Yes, like where comically it's like, oh, but what mean. if she's nice and normal? And then someone gives her an <laughs> orange from their parents' orange grove, which is... <laughs> which she says, I hate citrus and stomps on it with her foot. And it's (laughs) very strange. It was very strange. Well, I was going to say, I didn't think that you could grow oranges in Washington State, but you can. There's the Washington Naval Orange that survives temperatures as low as 28 degrees and can grow successfully in Washington State. Hmm. Crazy. Educational show. So they decide to follow teachers around and say what mean teachers do when they aren't in school. And this is like a very interesting plot line for children because as an adult, I know several high school teachers. And so it is very (laughs) interesting to me. Oh, and they're inspired to do this because not just because Miss Briggs is terrible, but because some other kid sees some other teacher in a mosh pit at a concert. And so that's mm-hmm. like, wait, that teacher seems kind of cool. But they decide to pick a mean teacher. It's another Cuttlefish concert. It seems like Cuttlefish concerts happen all the time in the iCarly universe because in the pilot, Carly was mad that she was going to have detention because she had tickets to a Cuttlefish concert. Ooh, good connection. Hmm. And then we see uh, Spencer. We get our first Spencer sighting whenever Freddy gets a really terrible pie shape spy camera that everyone has heard of because it's like not only is it not or not incognito is it very cognito but also everyone seems to have heard of it apparently it appeared on both the food channel and the spy channel (laughs) yes okay quick sidebar because i believe this is the first time we've seen spencer with a woman are we gonna count nevelocity's mom oh i don't know some of us think we should uh no i'm not 
I would count Neville's mom. We're not going to count that. We see Spencer with a girlfriend. And, yep, that's his plot this episode. Pretty much. There's a little bit more to it with the fish the fish thing. Oh, yeah, with the sculpting. But, yeah, so they go to follow the teacher. And we find out that while Freddy might not be allergic to fruit, as his mother fears, <laughs> he is deathly allergic to bees. However, in being deathly allergic to bees, he hasn't learned how to not get stung by a bee by staying still instead of hitting it and Incessantly. So they watch Miss Briggs vacuum for two hours, apparently. Something all my teacher friends are are want to do, I'm sure. Hallie, I, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called adulting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to tell you how often I don't spend two hours vacuuming. Mm. And so then they wind up inside her house, which is a classic sitcom awkward terrifyingness. I'm just so excited to get to the main part of this episode. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, the part where she does aerobics? So the ki- the kids have gone into the house at this point, hiding from the bee, and they go into a closet, and then they can't get out of the closet <laughs> because Miss Briggs is well. First, they s- wait in there in the dark while Miss Briggs does aerobics. <laughs> leave leave her alone. I just I I feel like that if someone followed me around with a camera, they would, I don't know. It's it's creepy. I think that they might be the villains in this episode. I love this pie camera. And I love the idea that they were just going to set it outside and Miss Briggs was going to be like, oh yeah, that pie I left out there. Like, <laughs> well, and th- That's the other thing is they were out there with it saying, we've watched her for two hours. And it's like, <laughs> why are you watching it? The point of the pie camera is that you don't, you don't stay you don't have to be there. And then they hide in the closet and then and do they turn the light on? Or Miss Briggs turns the light on? No, they find a light. And I don't know why that would be helpful to their cause <laughs> if they're trying to hide. They turn the light on and the room is filled with Randy Jacksons. <laughs> a shrine. <laughs> the room is filled with Randy Jacksons. Just Randy Jackson everywhere. This is, I think this is the most insane, most random moment that ever happens in the entirety of this show, iCarly. It's like so out of place. And I don't, I, I just, I love it. I love it, but it's bizarre. It definitely was a moment that made me laugh out loud when the light <laughs> came on and you just see Randy Jackson everywhere. It's so good. I was very taken aback. I kind of said WTF. Is that out of the ordinary? No, I think I think that's the appropriate response. So Miss Briggs comes in after her workout and then <laughs> she like talks to Randy Jackson and talks to the big cardboard cutout and then she like puts her buns on the She cardboard. does a little bit more than talk to the cardboard cutout. <laughs> Twerking? Was that around back then? It's a bit uncomfortable, but there are a couple of lines, again, and quite a bit, that I'm very into. I love when Freddy takes the cologne, and he says it twice in this episode. The line is, it smells tight, dog. But the first time he says it, he goes, it smells tight, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and the second time he says it later, he goes, it smells tight, dog. Like, he says normally but the first you go it smells tight dog and i really like that i want to raise a point that was mentioned by the wiki um in the trivia section it says illusions uh randy jackson from american idol is mentioned in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure you knew that <laughs> 
how would you feel like if you were randy jackson how would you feel about this episode <laughs> yeah i'm very curious maybe we can get randy jackson on our podcast yeah, let's get randy jackson on the podcast even just like a quick tweet okay yeah. Well, yeah, i I'll wonder if he's that. seen this that's a great point what if he doesn't even know uh, that's what i was wondering he's probably gonna sue them and be like get my likeness out of your out of your show <laughs> kendall you quit eating randy yo's on the microphone <laughs> I'm sorry. And I wonder how much of that stuff was real, because it's like American Idol was such a big deal. There probably were Randios. I would have known about Randios, and I don't, I probably would have had some, but I did not. If you're going to pick an American Idol judge, it might as well be one that's firm but fair. I was just going to say, they they address that in the show, and it's great. Yeah. That's a great line. Yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah. I did notice that when Mrs. Ridge pushes the button on the Randy Jackson carpet cutout, it talks, and I'm barely certain that I recognize that voice as Dan Schneider's voice. Which shouldn't have been. <laughs> oh, it shouldn't wow. have been Dan Schneider, but I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Uh-oh. I'm surprised that this didn't, and we'll get to more of the plot later, but with her saying, oh, I want to play my song and it goes viral, you'd think she would say, and then I can be on American Idol and meet Randy Jackson. Oh, yeah. No, she That's where I thought it was going. That. That's it was. interesting. Yeah. She just wanted to share a culture. They don't have many bagpipe players on American Idol. No, that's true. Last good music, in my opinion. But also, Miss Briggs, for all her culture, I suspected this, but I also sometimes suspect I'm tone deaf, but the wiki confirms it. The song she composed is like the most standard bagpipe song of all time. It's the most famous bagpipe song. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but then at the end of the, the broadcast where they tell her to play play a different song, <laughs> she plays the same song. It's the same yeah. song. So we can talk about Spencer more. Let's re- We're done with Randy Jackson. Oh, well, no, you gotta talk about the Spencer line because that's where... Um... Yeah, because Sam leaves to go to Miss Bird's place. Yeah. Spencer time. Spencer time. Okay. It's Spencer time. It's Spencer time. Dun, dun, dun. It's Spencer... <laughs> It's yes! Spencer time! <laughs> Baby, it's Spencer time. Oh no. That's why they call it business Spencer. Yep. That didn't really work. I was gonna say. It's a business expenser. Oh! Yeah! Ooh. There we go, there we go. So, Spencer's plot, he is modeling some clay. This is, and um, Sam comes over, and so this is where I thought, you know, there wasn't gonna be a lot of obvious shipping stuff, but this was a little, whoa! You thought incorrectly, my friend. <laughs> because uh, this is not 10 years later after True. the, you know, haven't seen each other. Oh, wait, er, record scratch, all the way back to the beginning. We need to talk about whenever they're talking about their green screen and Freddie says, I'm going to be your second husband in 20 years. <laughs> That's now. Is that what the is that what the reboot's going to be oh. about? Spoiler oh. for the reboot. He says, 20 second years husband. from now, I guarantee you I'll be Carly's second husband. Dun, dun, and she dun. says, what happened to my first husband? Nothing you can prove. And then in the reboot finale, we find out that Freddie murdered Carly's first husband. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, back to the show. So we find out that Spencer called Sam over, which is... Interesting. A little interesting. For as much as I'm saying he's an adult, I don't think that's something an adult would do. Especially upon the next line, which is, uh, oh, what happened to your girlfriend? <laughs> and the, what's the line? <laughs> oh, it's like... She's juggling for someone else. I found out she was juggling for other guys. Uh, something about balls? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah balls. I feel like there was a balls joke it in there It was something about balls. Anyway, so his girlfriend leaves him, so he calls Sam? 
Yeah. Ooh, and it's a little, a little. I do. This yeah. is one of the times where I do feel like they write Spencer as just a peer to the others, that he's not yeah. a guardian. They kind of like go back and forth between like, what is he? She was juggling balls for other guys. Yes. That was the line. Yes. Yeah. Which is funny because it's also like, could be a good adult moment because it's like, he could be completely heartbroken and be like, that beep, 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 and beep was cheating on me. But instead he's like, how can I make this cute and funny for a child that I called to my apartment alone? But yeah. all that to say that he has her model and then he does some different art and then, you know, he makes a fish. So then we see a spotted in the credits. And we, yeah, spotted, spotted in the credits. Whenever she makes her little modeling pose and then Spencer says she's modeling. But another fun line that I kind of liked was whenever he's like, why why aren't you with them? And she's like, you can only take so much Freddy. And that's where it's kind of like, wait, y'all are all friends. But at the same time, like you really do kind of get annoyed with him. So, or she does, I don't. So it's like, hey, this is kind of realistic but then it's also like why did she come here like she's like oh i have better things to do like hang out with carly's older brother this is very similar to the line that sam says about a person can only take so much ready and then you know they do the the modeling spencer does the sculpting and she gets up to look at it and it's a fish and sam says well what have i been doing here the last three hours and spencer says well i get lonely very good very it's good cute line. and sad. Yeah. This is where it would help if he was a lot younger. It's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If, if he was younger or if she was older, I think that that's a good, a great feeling that was trying to be captured, but just written for the wrong. It's the writer's fault. They wrote yeah. this in here. It's, they put it in the show. They did. It's very odd. I was going to say, what do we think about the fish sculpture? I'm going to say. It was very good. This is really good art to me because I, I think that it was one cool that he got in inspired by Sam, but I think that there's essence of Sam in art. So if you go back and look at the fish, I, f- I feel like that he was like getting, maybe working on her hair because yeah. of like, I don't know, the way that it curls. And he was like putting that into the fish and he's like, wait, this is just a fish, you know, or this is, could be a fish. And I think that it was like a really good like uh, combo. And so I felt yeah. like it did look a lot like Sam or capture like a aspect of Sam. Yeah. I think I'm going to say Shots Fire Dispenser's art because Sam's hair is the best part of this whole show. And every time she's on screen, I'm like, man, I want that hair. It is nice. Is that weird? No. You'd look good with Sam's hair. Right? What was I saying about the fish? Oh, I think it was cool too because there could have been more about like, oh, you inspired the fish, blah, blah, blah. But like Emily's saying, they blatantly are like, I get lonely. (laughs) I do think it was, I think it looked inspired by Sam still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think of every Spencer sculpture we've seen so far, the fish is the most likely to like appear in a museum. Ooh, all, okay. all the other ones, all the like, like the the butter sculpture was very technically good, and the the jack o' lantern was also very technically good. But the 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 fish one showed like not just being technically good, but also like a lot of artistic flair and creativity. Ooh, okay. Whereas others have usually had one or, one or the other, but not always both. Mm. And we're seeing that again. I just I don't know. It kind of like just really made me think. We're seeing the artist in his home, like as he's practicing and stuff. Yeah. Because he's using all these different media as well. So that's something I was thinking about is, you know, he's doing paper mache one day, Play-Doh or whatever that clay was the next day. It's like he's just all over the place. He's just having fun. What else happens in this episode? Well, so then, man, there's still a lot in the main plot that's going on. There's 
still a lot. Yeah, but because then Sam leaves the apartment and goes to Miss Briggs. Oh place. yeah. Yeah. Which also they all just know where she lives, which is kind of mm-hmm. creepy, but okay. Yeah. I like Sam's little part here. I think I don't know. I think it's fun when she It was good. Calls. I, I, coming up with the the Federal Bureau of Dairy <laughs> that quickly. Yes. Real real thinking on your feet. It was because at first they're like, oh, call her. And it was like, she could have called from anywhere, but she was smart enough to be like, oh, how can I get her to move across the room and stick her head in a, a refrigerator or whatever? Get her to not look at the door. What I like about this is how is how it establishes why Sako called during the middle of the oh. pumpkin hiding event. Huh? Does it? Why what? Why is that? Because we know in this universe, in the iCarly world, that people watch people through binoculars and call <laughs> them. Okay. And Next. so... No, no, hold on. I think... I think that... I think that Sako... <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for this. I'm so Anyways, I think Sako was spying through the window with binoculars on the whole kid pumpkin episode <gasps> and they, wanted the kids to take him to the ocean. That's horrible. They live on the eighth floor. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. But guess what? <laughs> it's not. It's. It hasn't been. Know. It's been established now that that can happen. With Sam spying on Miss Briggs in this very similar way. I'm not here for this Sako defamation, though. That's, that's rough. Well, I've got another Sako theory, but uh, it's coming toward the end. Okay. Sako's not in this episode, Sam. Sako has a motive. Okay. And it's, it's to steal Spencer's girlfriend so he can... <laughs> So he can watch her juggle. Yeah, we That's were thinking Sokka. that was definitely Sako. Oh. That's for sure oh. Sako. I don't think that's Sako. And he's more interested in watching iCarly. He has it in for Spencer, and Spencer is passing on these bad, well, Sako's passing on these bad habits to Sam. This dairy, dairy hoax. You think Sako <laughs> and Sam are in this together? Yeah. Ooh, a new, a new ship? Samko. Yeah, that's a new shock, Sako. Sam and Sako. Sako. <laughs> Sako. Just Sam and Sako. It's called Sako. So they Sam distracts Miss Briggs with the cottage cheese on the top shelf. The fatal mistake. The yes. cottage cheese on the top mm-hmm. shelf. Because she knows something's yeah. up and she turns around and Carly and Freddie are sneaking out the closet, step on the bagpipes, spotted in the credits. Really? Is this the one where they put their hands out? They're like, they, don't they yeah. sing happy birthday? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they oh, sing happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> And that's spotted in the credits. Uh, Miss Briggs decides to not call the police, which is interesting because it's a pretty serious crime they've committed, I feel oh, like. Yeah. Miss Briggs is totally wrong, totally wrong to not call the cops. Yes. These people well, need to be behind bars and we could just watch a show about Spencer. Honestly, this yes. would be a great way to eradicate the rest of them from society. <laughs> and maybe we could see like an Orange is the New Black style, oh you know, God, with the, with the no. gang. And then Spencer's at home, you know, as, as the other half of the show for the rest of the He's series. He's just sitting at home because all of his friends are in jail. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I don't know about calling the police, but I was very surprised that there wasn't more of like, you guys don't tell anyone about my Randy Jackson shirt. Oh yeah, wait like, a minute. Like that to That's me, true. I would basically just quit my job at that point. I would be like, well, they're gonna, they probably took cell phone pictures. They're gonna tell everyone at school. I'm gonna just find another district to teach in. Yep. Maybe she's unashamed. Maybe it's not a secret. Well, but it's like she, she's still mean to them. Not that she should be nice to them. That's true. I guess if 
she's unashamed. But that's where it's like, oh, then I should like want to be on American Idol and like really share my excitement for my Randy yeah. Jackson fandom. She should have called the cops. It was not only breaking and entering, but also theft of some delicious Randios. <laughs> Yeah, and the cologne. Absolutely. And the cologne. Well, but she didn't notice the cologne theft. But it smells tight dog, so. It does smell <laughs> tight dog. I mean, I was yeah. shocked at the Randy goes. I'm like, do these people not know that collectibles, you yes. can't ever open them? Yes. Come on. Uh, and they, uh, man, I feel like we've glossed over a lot, but somehow no. they get to the show. Or I guess it moves pretty quick at that point. Instead of calling the cops, the she yeah. says, if you let me be on iCarly and play an original composition from my bagpipes, the brave. then I will not press charges or anything. So they say, fine, and they're not happy about it, but they let her on the show, and they have their highest viewer count yet, which looked to be 500,000 live viewers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. But it was also like, why were there so many in the first place? Like, what was slated for that day that was going to be so great? Maybe that's just their regular viewer count. But it was rapidly declining. Like, they lost 50% of their viewers because of what was going on. So they had to come up with a scheme. And it's the return of the green screen, which we did see in the beginning. We didn't mention, but Freddie got a green screen at the beginning of the episode. It was really great storytelling how they kind of brought that up. And then it was like, ah, here's something we could do. Masterfully done. Although then they're like... You could put us on the moon or a beach, which are totally normal things that people <laughs> did in 2007 with green screens. True. But because they're pretty creative and slightly terrifying, they put up a guy eating corn. <laughs> yes, and... that was not good. Garmin Bosia. Simpler times back then, though, because with broadband, you know, just really coming in of its own age, I think that it was just so much easier to have that random, funny, sort of annoying orange. Yeah. Yeah, like Oof. this is uh it, this is just like the random no context funniness. <laughs> I think it was kind of funny some of those like B-roll random No, it shots definitely that they was. Chose. It was definitely the viewership on the episode uh was 500,000 people. By comparison, I'm on Twitch right now. The highest viewer stream on Twitch right now is 89,000. Oh. Wow. Dang. <laughs> In 2011, iCarly was like six times bigger. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of, I wonder if that's because there are fewer options. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because iCarly, the TV show, I think at its max got like 12 million viewers. Wow. What? Yeah. Do any TV shows? No, it's impossible. Today though. get 12 million. No. Any? No. Probably the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like regular TV shows. Mm-hmm. No. So I'm saying iCarly the web show 500,000 maybe they could do it. Yeah. Well, and I also wonder, well, again, like it seems like to get your highest viewers ever they would have promised something great. Yeah. And so it's like what did they have to cut for this? It was probably just that really good marketing of putting Freddy in a shopping cart and pushing him around. Oh yeah, the 500,000 kids at their school. Kendall informs me that the highest audience of iCarly was not 12 million, it was 11.2 million. It was 11.2 oh. million viewers for a 2010 episode that <laughs> We'll be getting to eventually. Yep. Yay! Is that the finale? No, it's not. No. It's just a random special episode. It's a very special episode, but again, we will get to that. A very special episode. That's it. That's how the episode ends. They they put funny stuff behind her on the green screen, and it brings her viewership back up. And the big surprise at the end is Spencer's ex-girlfriend is trying to juggle for a man who... Socko. Who I, likes iCarly better than who likes her juggling. 
exactly. Hi, Carly. He does say it's hilarious. The, the episode ends, though, the next day at school. Yeah, that's the real finale. They all clap for oh, Miss yeah. Briggs, and it's kind of cute, because I thought they were going to, like, then make fun of her, and she was going to go back to being mean. But no, the, the entire time she was just proud. Yeah. And then Miss Briggs does smell Freddy's cologne and gets, like, yes, yeah, a that's, little creepy. That's a little weird. Yeah. That's creepy. A little creepy. But yeah, I thought I would probably not give this one quite as many splashes as the mm. previous one, just because the Miss Briggs was like, I don't know, like, I felt like with the Halloween episode, it's like, oh, it wasn't haunted, like, here's the real thing. With the Halloween one, it's like there was a quasi-realistic explanation, even the Lou word, I'm being a jerk, ha ha ha. I don't know, it was more realistic than someone vacuuming their house for two hours and then doing aerobics in a full yeah. 80s get-up. And humming. Like, even the Randy Jackson seemed more realistic than believing in the Dairy Bureau. That's the most realistic <laughs> part of this episode. So I'd give this slightly less than a multitude of splashes, but it did have some good some good parts. I chuckled. The Randy Jackson thing, like you said, that, that's a masterwork right there. So <laughs> Yeah. To me, that may have been the funniest moment of the show so far. <laughs> the lights coming on and seeing hundreds of Randy Jacksons. Aww. <laughs> It does. It makes me laugh to think about it. it yeah. I think it's weirder because it's it's so real in our world. Yes. Like our closet full of Randy Jackson. <laughs> no, no, just that, just that like Randy Jackson is a real human being in our world. Yeah. And like we have to suspend our disbelief to watch the show. So it really just, it, it screws with our mind. And that's what makes it so crazy to me. It might be time to take a trip to the comment section of I think so. the iCarly Wiki because it looks like we have a lot of good stuff. We have a couple <laughs> good ones. So my runner-up favorite one is uh, from iCarlyFan335 that just says, I hate Freddy's camera pie. She's but wrong. the I is lowercase, so I think this is a, a pitch for the actual <laughs> episode title. I, I mean, yeah. I, I hate Freddy's camera pie. <laughs> Honestly, that could, could we use that as the episode title of our podcast? Yes, but it's not true because I love Freddy's Camera Pie. It's one of my favorite things on the show. Oh, no. In the episode, we don't know how to feel about Freddy's Camera Pie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Someone else took a screen grab of the scene with Miss Briggs's butt where Carly and Freddy are fake vomiting, which it's like, you're trying to be so still and not get detected, but we're going to take the time to look around the corner and mime retching. I think it's supposed to be real retching. So Robert Esdale on the, the comments in 2016 said, it's funny, you know, at the scene where you see Carly and Freddie hide behind, knee-hind Brandy Jackson, you can see Miss Briggs's butt on the bottom left corner of the screen. And then almost a year later... <laughs> goes back to this comment section and it's like, oh, it's right here. In case anyone was wondering where you could find this, here's here's the screen grab of where she's sticking out her butt <laughs> at the bottom left corner of the screen. <laughs> the internet is forever. I want to reiterate that we're bringing this up because of how much joy it brings us. Like, yeah. I genuinely love the fact that fans are so into this that they'll come back a year later and say like, That's no, awesome. you need a screen shot of this because i did need a screenshot of that it, you, you could just tell that it was like a little brain worm that he had in his head for the <laughs> entire year it was like oh man i can't believe you saw miss briggs's butt that's so funny 
But wait a second, what if they don't know what I'm talking about? Oh, I like whenever people just comment LOL, like they're just <laughs> commenting on the episode, like, it was a good one. Yeah. And we also want to say thanks to everyone who runs the wiki, because all this information is really helpful. Yes. Generally, whenever I'm quoting something that I directly watched an hour ago, I'm still reading the quote off the wiki, just to be sure. When I'm quoting things, I'm just saying them, which is not a good thing. I should not know them so well. <laughs> I think if I were to rate this on splash face for for my particular rating i would upload my own reaction video to this using a green screen and have randy jackson's face be in the background and so that would be my background but it would be it would be heaping praises on how great this episode is i like that I like that assessment. I, I I would search for the best Randy Jackson reaction gif I can find. And there have to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then just post that as a comment. No no splash, yes. no share, nothing like that. Just a Randy Jackson reaction That's it. GIF. And then maybe like an LOL. Which I'm now searching for. Well, we will post Kendall's best Randy Jackson reaction gif on our Twitter I mean, account. most of them are saying, yeah, that's going to be a no from me, dog. And that doesn't fit. It so... smells tight, dog. <laughs> it smells tight, dog. Um, probably that one. Yes. He's just nodding. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. J- just kind of a, a nod. That's how I feel about this episode in general. Yeah. That's how you really feel about the, when the light comes on and that shrine gets revealed. But actually, now that I'm looking at it, this is the best one. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But but the best Randy Jackson reaction gif is uh, a guy standing behind Randy it's Jackson. It's Ryan Seacrest. Simon Cowell? It's Ryan, Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest. <laughs> with his arms through Randy's armpits, uh, doing hand gestures. And then Randy, halfway through, just decides to raise his own hands and do his own hand gestures alongside Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. So he has four hands and two of them are white. It's great. <laughs> We will post it on Twitter at Spencer ATC Pod so you can see it for yourself. Who has, is that it? Who has more, any more comments? Anything else to say? Not really. I don't know. It was good. iCarly good. Spencer good. I do wish there had been more Spencer. I feel like we could have learned a lot more about. There wasn't much Spencer in the second episode for sure. Spencer Light again. And Sam Light, which, well, I guess Sam came back to the main plot. Coming up next. We have I Will Date Freddy. What? And I Whoa. Want a World Record. Ooh. I think we're going to have some good Spencer content coming up next. It's been, it's like every other week. We go Spencer Light and then Spencer Heavy. So I think we're going Spencer Heavy next week. I want a world credit. I hope that it's like bobbing for apples or eating lobster because that's the two ones that we haven't seen in the credits yet. No world record, but yes. Uh, This is the end of the podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a splash. And talk to us on Twitter. Yes. I've had so much fun thinking about art this week. I have like 10 other comments. I'm trying to decide if I should tweet them or not. I love thinking about things, and I love that someone like took the time to think about art with us. Follow us on Twitter at SpencerATCPod. Give us a give us a rating if you want to. Yeah, how so many bold. splashes would you give this episode? We suggest five. We suggest five splashes. And by splashes, we mean stars. If you want, uh, press that share button, but don't share it on your regular public stream. There's an, an option for you to share via email, and you send that link to your grandma. Grandmas love content. You know, maybe they want to talk to you about iCarly. We talked last week about how, you know, this is like, we're your friends who watch iCarly, but we could be your grandma's friends who watch iCarly. We could be your grandmas who watch iCarly. <laughs> Hi, this is uh, Spencer in the City, and this is a podcast run by your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Super. <laughs>
Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Wait, that's going to be great. Cut that part in Audacity that Kendall said and use that as like the cold open. Okay. Before the music <laughs> comes on. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Are we actually spooky? Goodbye. Ooh. Goodbye. We need a bagpipe rendition of our theme song. So